John chapter 6. Beginning at verse 2. On the other side of the sea, saw that there was none of the boat there, save that one wherein two his disciples, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that, the Lord had given thanks. Then the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there. Now, disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. When they had found him on thou hither, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracle. But because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perish, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you for him. By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, just for a couple of minutes, I want to minister on this thought putting my energy towards the right thing putting my energy towards the right thing let's put down our Bibles let's lift up our hands and our voices and let's ask the Lord to be in this place dear God we love you oh Lord we stand here Lord knowing that we can do nothing on our own dear God oh Lord but you are the source of our strength You're the source of our joy here in need of your grace and your mercy, in need of your favor, Lord. We need your face to shine upon us, Lord, this day, O God, and we shall be saved, O Lord. Grant salvation to every household this day, O Lord. Open up the heavens, O God, and pour out your spirit, O Lord, upon all flesh, Lord. We come to receive every word, dear God. Oh, Lord, and everything that you want to do in our lives, Lord, our hearts are open to you this day, dear Jesus. And everybody say amen. You can be seated this morning in the house of the Lord. If you've, if we've been living long enough this life long enough you'll find out that people spend a lot of time and energy on a lot of things we've all been guilty of pouring our time and our energy into a lot of things and sometimes a lot of people that don't return the same effort that we put forth. You'll find out that all throughout the week, if we work a a Monday through Friday job, you'll find out that there are a lot of hours, there are a lot of times, there's a lot of energy that is put into them, and we are just pooped, and we don't want to do anything. We don't want to uh, move. We want to find the, the nearest couch, prop our feet up, and just sit there and do nothing. After we have poured so much energy into a long day, you'll find out that people put their time and their energy in trying to make a, uh, a better life. Um, go to commit themselves to a university, and they commit themselves, they discipline themselves for four years to try to get that degree that will ensure that they will have a better paying job. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, You should want to do better for yourself, especially if you have a family to take care of and to provide for. Um, You should want to put 
that time in and that work in to and that we can put all of our energy and our effort towards and you will find out that sometimes the very thing that we have worked so hard for and that we have labored for and that we have put time and energy into the thing that we thought this is what I need this is what's better this is what's going to make me um, fulfill the void that is missing in my life. This person, I poured so much time into the work, I just know it's going to last. Only to find out that the time and the energy that we poured into, whether it's people, whether it's careers, whether it's um, job that you'll find out that after we obtain those things, there is still something missing. There is still a void. There is still an emptiness. That you'll find out that the temporal things of this world that we all find ourselves in, and the truth is, is that there is no amount of money, amen, that is going to satisfy that void in our lives. There is no relationship. There is no friendship. There is nothing that we can achieve in this world. Now, sometimes when you say that, people think that you're supposed to attempt to do better for yourselves. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying, don't put your hopes in that. Amen? As you think, you much more that people have no clue of. Amen? And don't understand that that extra dollar in my pocket somehow is still gone. I'm going to still be left empty. Amen. Can anybody testify this morning that the things that you put your energy into, that you thought that once this is going to be it. Amen. But you found out, amen, very quickly that it is not doing it for you. Amen. It is not taking away that misery is not taking away that storm that oftentimes rage in our hearts, amen, that causes us to feel so hopeless, that causes us to want to throw in the towel at times and just give up on life itself. Anybody been there before or am I the only one that, is, that has been there, amen? I've been there a time or two, amen, that this was going to satisfy me. I thought that if I could just get my hands on that, amen, if I could just get this in my life, everything is going to be all right. And I found out that it was not true. Along this life, this journey, amen, our paths crossed, amen, and I've never been the same. Can I tell you about a man named Jesus this morning, amen, that anything that we're missing in our lives, that Jesus stands ready to meet the need. And can I tell you that there is nobody like him this morning. And there is something that goes to me this morning that he is my answer. Amen. And that he has everything that I have need of this day. John, where the multitude that they came looking for Jesus and where they came looking for him, he wasn't there. And they saw that his disciples and him, they weren't together. They weren't in the same ship. And so they went on their journey to pursue and to seek and to look for Jesus. The Bible says that there they came seeking for Jesus. And the Bible says they had found him on the other side of the sea. And they began to ask him, where did he come or how did he get here? And Jesus wasted no time, amen, to highlight why they was looking, why they were seeking after him. Can I tell you, the reason for me being here this morning, it has to be the right reason. Has to be that I am here. Jesus knows whether I'm here because I want to be here, or He knows whether I'm here because 
Somebody's expecting me to be here. And if I'm not here, somebody's going to call me. They're going to be all in my business asking me where I am. So that's why I'm here, because I don't want nobody all in my business knowing what I'm doing. Or Jesus knows whether I'm here because I'm hoping to be able to kind of manipulate him into doing what I want. Lord, I was there this morning, God, so I need you to work this out for me. Amen. So Jesus knows why I'm really here. But can I just go ahead and say this? I want to make sure I'm at the house of the Lord for the right reason. Amen. I don't want to be here because my loved one dragged me to the house of the Lord. Truth be told, nobody should have to drag me to the house of the Lord. Amen. I should be convinced by now that this is the best place that I could be. Anybody convinced this morning that the house of the Lord is the best place? And that is, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. I didn't wake up mad. I didn't wake up upset. I didn't wake up with a frown on my face. And I woke up with a smile on my face. The fact that I got another opportunity to come into the house of the Lord and lift up my hands and lift up my voice. One thing I seek after, amen, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I said, I want to be in the house of the Lord with my hands lifted, with my voice raised. Seek after the king. Can be seated. And so he knows. He knows why we're here. He knew why they were looking for him. And he said, listen, you don't seek after me because of the miracles. So you're not looking for me because of the for the spiritual. You're here seeking after the temporal. You partook of that bread that I multiplied. You was a part of that multitude and you partook of it. You were filled. And he says that I'm going to tell you what you should be for and what you should be laboring for. He said don't labor for the meat that perish. He says, but you ought to live everlasting life. Anybody interested in eternity? Anybody interested? Is there some young people here this morning that are interested in going to heaven? I hope we want to go to heaven. Amen. I hope we understand that this temple world is going to pass up. It's going to fade up. It's going to perish. Everything down here is going to perish. Amen. But there is a place. Amen. That I'm trying to go. I'm trying to get to. The Bible tells us that the streets are pearls of walls of Jasper, a crystal sea. The Bible says we won't need. Amen. No light fixtures. Amen. We won't need a Turn on no switch. You know why? Because Elizabeth, when it's all said and done, I want to hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I got to have a made up mind. I want to seek after that which will not perish. Their whole entire life. Pouring energy into things that will not last. Things that will perish. You'll find out that if these individuals, anything like me, they probably came to Jesus looking. They wanted to see if he had some more bread. Because, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know about anybody else. But one meal and... But you'll find out that he helps us to understand that it's not about that. That's why when the devil came tempting him, amen, you'll understand the enemy will come to tempt you, amen, to cause you to sell out, amen, for that which is temporal, amen, and that which will not satisfy you. you. And so the enemy came tempting me and said, listen, if you, and this was after he had done fasted, 
40 days and 40 nights. And the enemy comes and says, listen, that stones to be turned to bread. And Jesus wasted no time to let him know that man shall not live by bread alone. There you go. We should live by the temple alone. Amen. We should live by that which will only be here for a little while alone. Amen. But he said man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. How many know that God's word is more important? Amen. How many know we're not to live by our carnal flesh? Amen. And by our passion to grab a hold of the word of God and apply to your life and have a made up mind. I may have to push back the plate a little bit, a little bit, but as long as I can get a hold of the word of God, get it down in my heart, that word of God is going to shape me. It's going to mold me. It's going to lead me. It's going to guide me. The difference between Jesus and Esau, big difference from a long work day, tired, just exhausted. And Jacob was in there fixing some lentil soup. Bible says that old Esau came in hungry, famished, and tired. And he started smelling, started sniffing, and he was smelling that soup. And the Bible says that he came to Jacob and he said, a little soup going on here. Would you like some? <laughs> and Esau said, yeah. Jacob said, okay. I'll give you some, but it's not for free. He said, you want some of this? Give me that birthright of yours. Now, let, let me explain what the birthright was. The birthright was something that the firstborn was to receive. And in this case, all and them, but, you know, just promises God made with Abraham and Isaac, you know, no big deal. Um, surely it wasn't a big thing. To Esau it wasn't. But Jacob knew the value of it. Jacob knew what it was worth. Jacob said, you know what? I'll give you this soup. You give me your birthright. And here's the mind of the carnal, amen, that can only see down here. Here you go, ain't no problem. Here you go. No problem. You know why he could respond that way? Because the Bible says he despised the birthright. He despised it. So when you are really not that fond of something, it's easy for you to just throw it to the wayside like it's nothing. See, that's why I got to cherish this, Amen. That's why I got to cherish being in the house of the Lord. Amen. That's why I got to cherish the word of God. Amen. That's why I got to cherish. You just can't go anywhere. Amen. And hear these kind of words. Amen. Words that will get a hold of my heart like never before. Words that will cause me to look at myself and be honest with myself no matter how bad it hurts me. Amen. As I realize that every word that I'm hearing is true and the truth be told, I need that word. I need God to deal with me like that. I need God to deal with my heart like that. When it don't mean nothing to me, they'll let the devil know. You don't pick the wrong one. I know what I got, amen. I know what's waiting for me in the house of the Lord. I know what I got living for the Lord. Anybody know that God is greater and that this experience that we have is worth great value? I got a made up mind. The devil can come tempting all he wants, amen. Waving whatever he wants to wave in front of us, amen. I got a made up mind. I'm staying rooted and ground in the truth of God's word. And so he just, sure, here you go. No problem. But how many know 
that there always come a day. There will come a day where that which you thought was worth nothing, there will always be a day. And in some people's case, it's too late. And old Esau came. The Bible says that Isaac had done blessed Jacob. I'm talking about chapter 9. The Lord said, Jacob, have I love and Esau have I hated. Amen. See, because there was something about those boys. Amen. There was something that God loved about Jacob and there was something that he hated about Esau. Amen. And what he hated about Esau has to do with the flesh. Amen. And how the flesh will always sell out the pleasure of sin that lasts for a season. But there was something about Jacob that he loved and that was I do whatever it takes. Amen. Wait for me to get God's blessing on my life. Somebody got to have a made up mind on a Sunday morning. I didn't come to the house of the Lord to pay patty cake. I came to get down to business and whatever it takes to get God's favor. Whatever it takes for me to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I got a made up mind. I'm here to do it. Whatever it to my sins washed away as far as the east is from the west to get my name written down in the last book of life. I'm willing to do it. That God took note of. That was that Jacob, though he may not went about it the right way, but Jacob wanted God's blessings on his life. He wanted it more than anything. To Esau, question, what good will this birthright do me if I perish? Well, it'll do you a whole lot of good to perish. He labored for the temporal. He labored for the physical. That that bread, amen, that never satisfied, never fulfilled. Jesus standing there telling them the meat, amen, that will not perish. He's talking about something spiritual. He's trying to get across to them that the spiritual is more important than the natural. He is sitting there at the well. He's talking to this this uh, Samaritan woman. We know the story. As they are beginning to talk, he reveals some things to her. And she goes, and the Bible says that she tells them, come and let me show you a man that told me everything that I have ever done. Come, let me show you a man. Amen. And now she was talking to Jesus. Amen. The Bible says the disciples came and they were like, listen, Lord, you need to partake. You need to eat. Here's some food. And he said, the meat that I'm partaking of, it is to do the will of the spirit. Amen. Can I tell you, I got to understand there's such a thing as a spiritual meat. Amen. And have a, that I want the spiritual more than I want the natural. I want the spiritual. And can I tell you that Jesus in heaven is going to be so beautiful. Amen. And I got a made up mind. I want to be like Moses. Amen. Which is spiritual that I can see that spiritual city and have a made up mind. Whatever I got to do without down here so be it. Amen. I got my eyes set on something higher. Anybody got their eyes set on something higher? And because my eyes are on it, I can embrace it. Amen. And I can open up my mouth and say, I'm not a sinner of this country. Amen. I don't belong here. This is not my home. I'm not trying to hold on to this. I'm trying to go somewhere that is greater than down here. Read about them. Those, those patriarchs. The Bible says that, G, that God showed them. He showed them the fact that he was going to redeem man. And how he was going to do it through this born again experience. And how that he was going to, and that he was going to be that lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Abraham confessed it. 
with him and eyes. I see wood. I see fire. I see that knife in your hand. Where's the burnt offering? Not knowing that he was to be the burnt offering. But Abraham spoke prophetically. He said, listen, don't worry. He said, God himself, a burnt offering. God, that's not saying that God is going to provide an offering. That's saying that he was speaking prophetically, amen. All of these things they saw, amen. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that because they saw it, amen, that they were able to confess some things that they embraced some things as God showed them what he was going to do. Can I tell you something? After God has shown me his will, I need to just go ahead and wrap my arms around it and have a made up mind. I'm not letting go of it. I need to just go ahead and come. Jesus is greater. I don't care what kind of relationship you can think of down here. A relationship with Jesus is greater than any human relationship. It is greater than any any human friendship. Let me tell you about a friend that's sticking closer than any brother. Let me tell you about a friend that loveth at all times. Tell you about the fact that mother may forsake you, father may forsake you, but he is a father to the fatherless. Matter of fact, he is our heavenly father. He is a You can be seated. I remember being a young person. Being 13 and 14, 15 and 16 up in that age. And I can remember people in my life, youth pastor, that convinced me that, you know, you want to give more time to the days that the distractions were video games, Sports, who's got time? BET, MTV, who's got time to read the Bible? Who's got time to pray? Now, it's not much different, but it's a little bit more sophisticated. There's still BET, and it's nothing got worse. I remember in my time, there were some things that could not be said. Now, and now, we're a little bit more sophisticated. We are a little bit more advanced. Things that distract young people today that can't, and even young adults, and sadly to say, even an older generation, there are some more Subtle things, amen, that don't appear to be a big deal, but it's a big deal. You can't pray faithfully, that you can't read the word of God faithfully, is a huge deal. It is huge. So we got things like social media, amen. And I'm just talking about the fact that what, 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 what the kingdom of God and what God is up against, amen. We already know that God is there, amen. But sometimes these things causes people to be blinded to the fact that Jesus is where it really is. That Jesus is the strength. You know what helped me? You know what caused me to really chase after God? I got so sick and tired of making the same old mistakes over and over At some point, you get tired of just falling on your face. And you get tired of coming and repenting about the same old thing. And you want to, and you're asking yourself, when are are you going to do something different and stop making the same old mistakes and coming to God, repenting over and over again? You know what that means? I really wasn't sorry. Just something, I just got so sick of myself said, you know what? This is it. And it was hard, but I learned how to pray. 
It was hard, but I learned how to discipline myself and sit down somewhere and open up that Bible. See, what had happened was I saw on video games, amen, spent so much time on watching sitcoms that it, it, it caused me not to be able to focus long enough to read the word. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. I ain't got nothing against it, but like I said, if you spend more time with that stuff and not enough time in this, there's a problem. It's all right for me to say that this morning. That's okay. If I spend more time talking to people on snapping enough time on my face, talking to the one that put breath in my body, there's a problem. I have a problem. At a young, how those seeds begin to grow. And as an adult, as a young adult, that's when the problem starts happening. That's when things start flourishing and blossoming. I, rem- I remember the music that I used to listen to. Garbage, filth. I can say that now because I know the effect that it had on me. And it caused me to do things and make decisions. There are just some things. You know how be saved, you better learn how to. Better learn how to. Because I'm going to tell you, the same way that when we listen to gospel music or or worship music that that is Jesus-centered, something about it just makes you want to lift up your hands. Amen? Something about it just makes you want to open your mouth and begin to tell the Lord. It just makes you want to clap your hands. So we can understand that, right? So I'm, if I'm listening to the filth and the smut that this world produce, and the in, how long do you think you can listen to that before you act on it? How long? Doesn't take long. And as a young person, my youth pastor was trying to help me understand that. Listen. You want to give more time and more energy to that which will last. You want to give more time and more energy towards the spiritual. I remember we would come up with lame things like, well, you know what? Ain't really, we ain't really listening to the words. We just listening. What a, what a crazy statement to make. How can you listen to it? How can you hear a beat without hearing the words? I'm just listening to the beat. I promise you, young people, young adults, come up with some of the lamest excuses and just state that people are so gullible that they believe it. Like, we've been around long enough to know that kind of thing just don't happen. You had to have done But as a young, a young person and a young adult, you think you're so wiser than everybody else? You, are, you think you're ahead of the curve, not knowing people don't already been down that path. They don't already came up with that excuse. That's just an excuse that's just being recycled. You don't even know it. And I can remember trying to convince me that you want to give more time. You want to put more energy towards that which is spiritual, that will last that would do you some good. Uh, yeah, oh, uh-huh, absolutely, yep. Leave church, go put that music right back on. Leave church and go sit right back in front of that television. Leave church and not read and not pray. And then I got a little bit older. Same old thing, repeating the same old habits. And it's not that long before I wasn't in church. Because I would not give ear as a young person the fact that that which will do me some good. It was only by the grace of God that I'm standing here this morning. And I stand here to proclaim that God's word is true. His word is right, amen, for all generations, amen. I don't care how young you are, we are, amen. God's word is good for us, amen. 
And we need, I need to take heed of the words of Jesus Christ. Amen. And he is telling me, don't listen. We've said it over and over again. I can't take no friendship with me. Amen. Ain't nobody going to be standing me. Amen. Standing there with me. Amen. I'm not going to have nobody else to look to. Amen. I'm not going to have nobody else to point the finger at. I got, I got to answer for my own actions. I got to answer for my own decisions. I got to understand, man, there are distractions, right? But I got to have a made up mind that I'm going to have faith and that I'm going to pray and then more importantly, I'm going to be filled with the and I can testify to that, amen. Before, I couldn't stand up for God, amen. I was ashamed to tell people that I went to church, amen. But when I got the Holy Ghost, there's about you that you don't care what nobody thinks about you. I know what has happened in my life, amen. Something great, something wonderful has happened to me. And I got to tell somebody about it. Job, he says, I have esteemed above my necessary food. To reverence God's word in such a way or to to long for it, to crave it, amen, that you can say, you know what? I can push the plate back a little bit. Or I can hold off on dinner a little bit. God's word is working on me. God's word is doing something on the inside of me. Not only does Job testify of this, but throughout all throughout the scripture, you'll read where he is trying to communicate and trying to help us do things that will not last. He taught them about a man that was so, he was just as much as he possibly could, that there was no concern about the spiritual. And that all he could be concerned about was the natural. And because he was so concerned about that, was called. And it was time for him to leave this natural world and enter into a, uh, a, a world of eternity that he had not prepared himself for. And that he had not made himself ready for. And Jesus described him as a, a foolish individual. Amen. Can I tell you, it's foolish to labor for just down here, amen. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, amen. I'm just saying that I can't, all of my energy can't go into down here, amen. But in the back of my mind, it's not all about down here. So because I know that it's not all about down here, I'm in the house of the Lord this morning, amen. And I got my hands lifted and I got my voice raised and Lord willing, I'll be back tonight, amen, with my hands lifted and with my voice raised and Lord willing tomorrow morning uh, when I get to fall down on my knees uh, and I'm going to say thank you Jesus and Lord willing Tuesday night is going to roll back around uh, and I'll be right back in the house of the Lord uh, with my hand oh, uh, it's not about me pouring my energy into everything down here I got to pour my energy into that which matter which that which is going to count uh, and there's nothing better than in the kingdom of God. There's nothing better than a relationship with the almighty God. What does it profit a man or a woman if they gain this whole entire world and lose their soul? Throughout the scripture. If you will lose your life You're going to save it. But if you save your life, you're going to lose it. What does that mean? That don't sound right. Uh, uh, Huh? What does that mean? That don't sound right. What Jesus is saying is that if you lose your life, that if you have a made up mind that you know what? There are a lot of things that I could seek after, that I could have. There's a lot of things that I can pour my energy into. But you know what? I'm going to do my best to do what Jesus said and that I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. 
and all of his righteousness. And I believe that if I do that, that God will add everything else. So if I lie, I'm going to find it. If I seek him first, and if I allow him to add in my life what I need, but if I save my life, if I do my best to try to have a good life, or if I just pour my energy into that alone, And never consider God. Never consider or think about eternity. Never going down in the name of Jesus. Never consider coming to an altar and letting God fill me with the spirit of of the Holy Ghost. That I, yes, I will save my leave here. What am I left to face? And that's a hard thing for people to say. You know what? I'm going to put God first. I'm going to put his will for my life first. I'm going to put his plan before mine. Whatever his plan is, I trust and believe that God knows what's best for me. And that God, listen, I said it the other night. God ain't going to leave you out in the cold. He ain't going to leave when you need it. And guess what? He'll even give you some a little extra on top of it. Because he's he just like that. I can remember there have been times my wife came to me and said, you know what? Certain person this person needs some help with this. And and do you think we can it's something about this old flesh that you just want to be selfish, right? It's like And then you, you remember the words of Jesus. And he can tell you how many times that when we've done that, that God returns. But my goodness, he just adds so much on top of it. I'm like, Lord, you know, and you find out that God's word is true, that God is good, and that if you fall in his will and that if you do it according to his will, that God is going to take care of you. God is not going to lead you out. Most importantly, we're going we gonna to end up in the right place. That's, you know, above everything else, that's what I'm concerned about. Amen? In that right place. Amen? That's going to be all right. It's, it's all right for me. Amen? Can I tell you to, this morning, I got a made-up mind. Anybody got a made-up mind? We want to be where Jesus is. Amen? And so if Jesus is telling me the things down here are going to perish, they're only for time. They're only for a season. I need to grab a hold of the words of Jesus. I got to have a made-up mind. I'm going to keep my mind on him. I'm going to keep my eyes on him. I'm going to keep my hands lifted. I'm going to keep my voice raised. Every opportunity I get, my voice, and I'm going to fill me all over again, Jesus. Help me not to forget what it's all about. Help me not to forget how this feels. Let us stand this morning. He said, listen, your only reason that you're here is because of what you want from me. Sometimes all people are concerned is about what Jesus can do for them. Into the house of the Lord, and you're trying to bring eternal life. Amen. Words that you're speaking is not your own words. They are they are eternal. Amen. And you're trying to communicate this. And, and all people want to know is what can you do for them concerning down here? And you're trying to tell them, listen, this is a heaven or hell thing. You know, you got to repent of your sins. You got to get baptized in Jesus' name. You got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, oh, y'all, y'all giving out this. Y'all, y'all, y'all doing this. Try to get people to understand. Yeah, we probably, we probably at some point will, but right now that's not what the priority is. And because you don't, well, uh, well, I, I, we'll think about it. We'll see what we can do. It's like nobody's concerned about whether they're going for eternity. 
Nobody's concerned about their souls. Those disciples, they walked away. Those saying, you read that chapter, chapter 6, what we read. He begins to try to explain, listen, they just keep messing up and showing that they weren't concerned about the spiritual. Because he's trying to communicate to them, listen, I'm the bread. He shifted it. He began to talk to them about um, the bread. And they began to say, listen, our fathers, they partook of the manna in the wilderness that Moses gave, that God gave them in the days of Moses. And he said, listen, let me tell you about that. He said, they ate of that bread and they still died. They still perished. You would think they were something would click. I'm the bread that came down from heaven. How many, how many ways can you say that I'm God in the flesh? How many ways? I'm the bread that came down from heaven. He said, listen, eat of my flesh, drink of my blood, and you'll have everlasting life. Accountableism. Eat your flesh. Drink your blood. They was just missing it. Because it was all about what they could get. It was all about the natural. There's nothing that will blind you to the spiritual and the natural. The way, the supernatural, the way that a carnal mind will. It will cause you to be blinded till you can't see what God is doing. And you can't hear his voice to perceive the words of the king that's pertaining. The Bible says they never, they did not walk with him any longer. Turned their backs and walked away. And he turns to the twelve that he handpicked. And he said, will you lead me too? And they spoke up. said, You know why they could ask him that, say that? We left everything for to follow you. We don't burn those bridges. Where are we going? That you have the words of eternal life. Somebody knew that he wasn't talking crazy. Somebody knew he wasn't just saying stuff. Somebody knew that these words that are being spoken has life wrapped all in eternal life at that and I must understand that these words this is not some book that should sit on my dresser and collect dust it's not some book that I bury and I, I pull it out you know some people only start reading the bible when they're in trouble when they're in hot water, they want God to get them out of it. Modern day pharaohs, right? Problems happening, breaking out on every side. God, okay, I do what you say, Lord. Just get me out of this one. And God being so gracious and so merciful. He words of eternal life that people walk past day after day. Words of eternal life that people just allow to just sit by the wayside and collect dust. I'm going to tell you something. My life didn't get no better. Listen. This up here didn't get no better. There were thoughts that I had that were not good. There were desires that I had that were not good. At all. It was real bad. It's just like us. We forget, you know, we get so far removed and we forget just how bad it was. It was real bad. There was nothing good going on in my life. Now, I can't even think of one good moment. Until I opened this up, I began to read. In the craziest thing, I had to go back to my youth pastor and I had to tell him you was right all along. 
am I reading in the book of Ezekiel, if I'm not mistaken, either Ezekiel or Jeremiah, God was talking to a rebellious people that were on their way to captivity. But God, in the midst of all of that, he said, you know what, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to bring you out of it. He said, and there's going to come a day where you're going to sit down and you're going to think how you acted towards me and how you responded towards my word. He said, and you will abhor yourself. In other words, you'll kick yourself. You will, you will despise. I could have avoided this pain, all of this time and energy that I poured into this relationship, into this person, and it all fell apart. And the word of God was trying to show me it was going to fall apart. All of this energy that I poured into this job, amen, all thinking about myself being greedy and and full of greed and covetousness, amen, and I'm still miserable, was trying to show me all along. And I could have avoided this heartache. I could have avoided this pain. Could have avoided this disappointment. Later, there's something better than down here, amen. I'm going to tell you something. There's something. Social media ain't got nothing for you, amen. Jesus got it for you, amen. And I need to come with my hands lifted. I need to come with my voice raised. God help me that I pour my energy into things that will not do me any good. It will not satisfy me. It will not break chains off of my mind. It will not give me any kind of deliverance. But the word of God will. The Holy Ghost will. If I never gain a friend, amen, if nobody ever put his name upon my life in water baptism, he will approve of me. Let us come down to this altar this morning. Let's come with our hands lifted. Let's come with our voices raised. Lord, help us, dear God, to labor for that which will last. Help me, Lord, to pour my energy, Jesus. Help me to pour my time, oh God. Oh, Lord, your word, Jesus. Help me to pour it into your word, oh God. Help me, Lord, to pour it, oh God, into your kingdom, sweet Jesus. Help me pour my energy, dear God, all of my mind and my soul. Oh, sweet Jesus, help me, Lord, to tell somebody about your truth, oh God. By the power of your Holy Ghost, dear God. Lord, we need you, Jesus. We can't make it without you, dear God. Oh, Lord, help me to put my time towards that which will last. Oh, come on, somebody. Lift up your voice. Come on, this is a time. This is a time to pour your energy into this moment. We love you, Lord. We give you the honor, oh, Lord. We lift up our hands to you. We lift up our voices to you, dear God. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. 